Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, you're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. Please go check out my website because I'm graduating pretty soon. Only a couple more a couple more months away. I don't know if I'll be walking, but even if I don't, I'm still going to need a job. So please check out my website, MillerThomas24.MyPortfolio.com. On my website, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got another crossover episode. Today, I got Jenna on the pod. She is the host of the Locked on Rockies podcast. So you guys are going to want to tune in for that today. It's Wednesday, but there is nowhere we at Wednesday. The whole episode, like the last two, just going to be all crossover talk between Rockies and D-backs. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, here's that conversation between me and Jenna, the host of the Locked on Rockies. Jenna, the Rockies, you know, they were coming off back-to-back playoff appearances in 2017 and 2018, but it it didn't culminate in anything in 2019. They missed the playoffs uh, for the first time in a couple of seasons. So what do the Rockies have to do to get back to the promised land in 2020? I mean, I think that's the question everybody wants to know and everybody wants answered, right? Um, According to their GM, they fully believe that they can have a bounce-back season, they kind of equate it to their um, 07, 08, 09 uh, run where 07, they were in the World Series. 08, they had a terrible season. And then 09, they bounced back and um, had another great season, probably what most people would consider one of their best teams in history. So um, their GM genuinely feels like they have the talent they need to be on. Like the talent is there. And they feel like they just need to have better at-bats. I would say the problem is far more within the bullpen, if you look at the numbers comparatively, even comparing numbers just about like batting average versus the Diamondbacks last year finishing in second. Um, The Rockies bat better. They have plenty of offense. It all comes down to defense and the pitching. And hopefully their bullpen gets back to – you know, producing better numbers. They were probably the worst bullpen in all of baseball last year. And a lot of that had to do with their closer, just kind of, I don't know what happened to him. He did not look like the same guy, Wade Davis. I mean, he, he didn't look like Wade Davis out there. So if Wade Davis gets it back together and they can uh, shape up their bullpen, I think the Rockies have a chance this season because we know the offense is there. Yeah, you said it. I mean, the Rockies do have some pretty stout offensive players. Nolan Arenado, you know, offensive stud. You don't even have to talk about him. Then the you've seen the meteoric rise of Trevor Story. So those guys are definitely anchoring down that lineup. But like you said, well, I'm on baseball reference right now. I'm looking at these ERAs of the pitchers on the Rockies, and it's not pretty. Even look at the the starting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, these I see four starting pitchers here with ERAs above six. Bullpen is not good. Wade Davis ERA eight six five. So. 
it's definitely the it seems like the pitching is the biggest concern for the Rockies heading into 2020. But do you think the Rockies address that concern this offseason or do you do you see them poaching maybe their minor league system and try and find a, another starter there? Yeah, um, absolutely not. They didn't do anything this offseason. Um, I wish that their offseason looked more like the Diamondbacks offseason. And, you know, I think most Rockies fans also wish that. But um, I don't think they did anything about it as a team because they really do believe that the pitching is there within their um, farm system, as well as, you know, it's it's always going to be tough to pitch in, in Colorado. It's always going to be tough to pitch at altitude like we are here. Um but Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, and John Gray, John Gray, all three of them had major years last year. Freeland in the sense that he, you know, was injured and ended up spending most of his time in AAA. But of any player, especially any pitcher, to kind of have that kind of setback in their career and handle it and come out better at the other end, I wouldn't put it past Kyle Freeland. Like, he's the, one of the hardest working people I've ever met. And I know that his mechanics have been just like he's just tinkered with it all last season and working on it a lot over this off season um, looked a little bit better in spring training and seemed to have fixed some of those uh, tweaked some of those things that you wanted to see, but Herman Marquez, John Gray and Freeland, I think are going to have good years this year that will actually support, you know, the Rockies doing better, much better than they did last year. At least um, if anyone has a bad year, it probably, it's probably Marquez is turned to have a bad year, but I would say it has more to do with the, the bullpen pitchers than it does the starting pitchers. We'll be right back with more of this conversation between Jenna, between Jenna and I after this quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Diamondbacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Diamondback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. Your company wants to connect with Diamondback fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income. Let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back for not segment number two, but just the rest of the conversation between Jenna and I, the host the lockdown Rockies here it is um you guys actually went out and got Bumgarner that was huge how how much yeah. does that affect your guys' starting rotation because if you look at batting stats like I was telling you earlier Rockies out bat the Diamondbacks but if you look at pitching stats the Rockies have a higher ERA allow more home runs and have a higher whip than the Diamondbacks 
Yeah, I think Bumgarner, you know, obviously a huge addition for the D-backs, not just in terms of on-the-field production, but the the D-backs pitchers have talked about how Bumgarner is going to be a tone setter this year for the team. He comes over with that pedigree. He's been a Cy Young candidate. He's never won the award, but he's been up for the, the award many times. He's been in the race because he's been very good in the regular season, and he's even elevated his play when he's got to the playoffs. He's a three-time World Series champion, and we, we've seen what he's done in the World Series. He doesn't mind pitching on short rest. He, he's willing to put put it all uh, for his team. He wears his heart on his sleeve, you know, all the good sports cliches. So I think Bumgarner's, yeah. So Bumgarner, just that nitty gritty guy who just goes out there. He, he you know, brings his, what's what what that other cliche? I won't even say it. But yeah, he's, he's a really good pitcher. He's definitely going to be the tone setter. He's definitely the veteran on this team. And he, he's the highest paid player on the D-backs. So they, they're going to expect a lot from him because, uh, when you get a lot, you're you're expected of a lot. So he's definitely the guy who needs to set the tone at the top of the rotation for the D-backs. For sure. I got to see Bumgardner hit a grand slam against the Rockies in San Francisco when he was out there. And it was just – it was off of Jorge De La Rosa in uh, 2014, I think. And, I mean, it was just amazing. He's amazing. Great pickup for you guys, seriously. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty surprised to see the D-backs get him just because there was like there wasn't really any rumors. I actually saw some uh, reports saying they were out on Madison Bumgarner. And then because they they thought the money was going to be too much, I think people expected Bumgarner to get like over a $100 million deal. He got a pretty reasonable deal with the D-backs. I think a lot of people were surprised with that. So it was honestly just great maneuvering by Mike Hazen just to come in and sweep the rug from pretty much underneath everyone on uh, Madison Bumgarner. So which acquisition are you more excited about? Uh, A second Marte or Bumgarner? Honestly, it might be uh, Marte, and I also think he'll help the team more. One, just because I love the the name that they've come up with, the Marte Parte. I want to see that in action. That's one. And then just being a position player, I think he can just make a greater impact just because he's playing more games. And Marte, Starling Marte can just do a lot on the field. I really think he's a five-tool player. He can hit for average. He can create uh, opportunities on the base paths. He, he's a good defensive outfielder. The last couple of years, like last year, might not show you in the uh, advanced statistics whether he's a good defensive outfielder or not. But he's a two-time Gold Glove winner in the outfield and he could pretty much do it all offensively he could hit you 25 bombs steal you 25 bases so I think Starling Marte is a true five-tool player and I definitely think him and uh, Ketel Marte at the top of the lineup will be a pretty potent uh, one-two punch in the the National League uh, possibly for years to come honestly yeah I was actually looking trying to figure out because Marte wait Starling Marte I guess you have to differentiate now. Um, he's led off for you guys in spring training, right? Yeah, he's had some uh, leadoff at-bats. And, yeah, he's usually primarily uh, at the top of the lineup or, like, the number two hitter. Yeah, who led off for you guys last season was the thing last, I didn't find. Yeah, last season, let me see, because Jared Dyson probably had some. Um, but he's only – he's more of a – he was more of a utility guy last year. But off the top of my head, because uh, I know Ketel Marte, he batted near the top of the lineup a good amount. He actually batted second, uh, more than I would expect for a guy who was pretty, had really showed some raw power last year. Yeah, but uh, I'm a big yeah. fan of Ketel Marte. I, I actually think he's the better 
Marte in this situation. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would agree with you. If you ever want to win a bar bet, just uh, ask someone how high Ketel Marte finished in the MVP voting because he finished fourth last year. I don't think a lot of people honestly know that. Uh, I think he's... He's not as slept on as he once was because uh, I think the national media is finally starting to catch on to Ketel Marte. Uh, he was ranked like 44th in the ESPN 100 ahead of like uh, Manny Machado and guys like that. So I think he's starting to get the respect around the league. Yeah, for sure. He deserves some respect. Not more than Nolan Arenado, but I mean, still. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks. Go tell your Alexa device to play the newest edition of the Locked On NFL Draft. This way you can get all the latest news, coverage, insights, everything you need on that. Come back tomorrow where we won't be doing a crossover episode, but it's theme Thursday. So send me your guys uh, questions and topics via uh, email, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere. You can find me on social media. Send it to me. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today and stay safe and stay healthy. Peace.